0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Welcome back to the fan. Lori Rubinson here with you, the Yankees. Um, they've lost eight in a row. They got swept by the Red Sox. And if they lose on Tuesday... It'll be nine in a row. The first time in 41 years they've lost nine in a row. Um, And at this point, uh, they're nine games out of the final wild card spot. Every time I come on the air and I say, is this rock bottom? Another week goes by and something else happens. So, To talk about the Yankees Uh, today is officially Monday. Now it is an off day. There's all kinds of rumors, potentially, of changes. To talk about the Yankees and where they go from here, we bring in Brendan Cuddy from the Athletic, uh, covers the Yankees. Hey, BK, how are you,
0: Laurie? I'm well. Thank you for having me on.
1: Um, So, uh, let's start with. There's all kinds of rumors um, floating around that, you know, there's an off day on Monday and sometimes that's when teams make changes. We know there was some meeting, Aaron Boone mentioned it, between Hal Steinbrenner and Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. What sorts of changes might, um, might might Yankee fans expect for Monday?
0: Well, I wouldn't say to expect them, but they do seem likely, Lori. Um, <clears throat> right now, as you said, the Yankees' playoff chances are about as high as me getting a date with Adriana Lima.
1: <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance.
0: <laughs> there's always a chance. It's right there in front of us. Um,
1: so, yeah,
0: I would expect that you'll see... Probably a couple Yankees prospects called up on Tuesday because if we're being honest and if we're assessing things coldly and, you know, with with numbers, Mm -hmm. the Yankees are nine games out of the wild card. Mm -hmm. They'd have to do something like go 30-9 and or something like that to go even win 90 games this season. And that's wild. Um, that's not going to happen. And if, you know, we're being serious about it, this team's not making the playoffs. Right. So, Uh so it's about looking toward 2024. Mm -hmm. It should be about uh, doing what's right for these younger prospects. Uh, Everson Pereira, um, Oswald Peraza, maybe Austin Wells, maybe even Estevan Florio. Um, Wow. See what, Seeing what they can do in the major leagues, mm-hmm. and and giving them that runway. Now that this comes with a caveat, Lori, you don't want to overwhelm these kids. If they're not ready for it, don't promote them. If 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 Austin Wells, who's only played twenty something games at AAA, isn't ready to catch major league pitching, like don't force it on them. I get fans that say we want to see the kids or how much more can they learn at triple A? The answer is a lot more. Um, But if the Yankees feel like those guys are ready and feel like this will speed up their development and that's what they should be doing. And Laurie, like you mentioned, and like I wrote about today on the athletic yesterday, you know, Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman, Hal Steinburn, they meet, they discuss prospects. They talk about, who could help and whether it makes sense to call them up. And it seems like that could be on the horizon probably Tuesday, but, but you know, sometime in the near future.
1: All right. So let's say, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a few guys there, and Everson Pereira – um, I hadn't even, uh, how crazy is it that I'm sitting there thinking about Everson Pereira, I'm thinking about Austin Wells, you know, I'm thinking like who could the Yankees call up, and it didn't even occur to me at this point to mention even Estevan Florial. like that's how much he's been just, I feel like, rotting away in AAA for so long, and at this point, um, he's one where if it's going to ruin his development to bring him to the major leagues, um, you know, just get rid of him out of the organization, give the kid a break and let him play somewhere else. But if you're the Yankees and you have, you're looking at um, potential holes in center field and right field, doesn't it make sense to, to give Pereira and Floreal a chance? Well, you
0: know, Laurie, I know you just misspoke. You, you meant to say left field. I, I totally understand I, that. No, I said,
1: um, didn't I say center field and left field?
0: You said right field. Oh, so that's okay. did I? Okay, sorry. Um, center yeah. field no, and left it's field. It's all
1: good. Absolutely. It was yeah, yeah, I yeah, no.
0: yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's, it's 1230 at night. I'm tired, too. <laughs> um, and, uh, no, so, yeah, that's uh, that absolutely makes sense. Here's the thing. Um, very often I'm told and people tell, you know, you know, I see that the whole thing is you don't really necessarily pay attention to what the Yankees say so much. You pay attention to what the Yankees do.
1: Mm-hmm. And what
0: the Yankees have done is kind of show you that they don't believe in Esteban mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: They've passed over him at every opportunity in the majors this season. He doesn't have one major league at bat. And um, it's just hard for me to think that they're really going to give him an extended run at proving himself, because I don't think they think he can do the job. Yeah, I
1: hadn't, e- I uh, hadn't even I-, I hadn't even thought of him. So let's go back. So let's put him aside because yeah, he was even he's so not top of mind for me. But I was thinking more of let's say, Pereira, Peraza, Wells. To your point. I- I think as a hitter he's ready, unless they wanted to, you know, DH him, they may feel like he's not ready to catch. But Pereira and Peraza, um, you know, is there is so is that what you would expect might happen and we might hear about on Monday, those two guys up, and then they have to find spots, two other guys coming down?
0: Yeah, that th- those two names make the most sense to me. They're the names that are the um, most – near major league ready to meet lori um and uh was are the guys i keep an eye out on uh that being said i mean there there are other names there like we've talked about wells we've talked about clayton beater
1: mm-hmm. um yep. starting
0: pitching prospect um probably not will warren just because of his roster situation but there are guys at triple a that you know, all these prospect publications tell us are going to be so good, um, despite the Yankees not really producing much in the way of Major League talent that's had a major impact uh, at Yankee Stadium in recent years. Um, but, you know, we uh, we continue on. We trudge on. And if you're a Yankees fan, you, uh, you know, in, in Everson Pereira, we trust. You know, if you're a Yankee fan, because I don't know if
1: it's we trust, but we but in all seriousness, I think maybe from a fan perspective, it's in Everson Pereira, we hope. And at least there's yeah. hope there. And, and I realize that it's not necessarily, um, you know, the team is trying to do what they think is best to develop those players and all that. But at some point for the fans, there is an element of throw the fans a bone it's exciting to see a young player and it gives fans um, a reason to hope on on next season and I would imagine you're the Yankees you have to evaluate and figure out who is going to play center field who is going to play left field and you want to get a look at a Pereira um, and get some sense or you're gonna have to fill fill those positions um, with free agents in the offseason.
0: Right, right. Um, you want to get a look not just for yourself, not just for next season, but you also want teams to be able to see an uh, Everson Pereira, an um, Oswald Peraza. The Yankees have had a lot of success, success sorry, in recent years in taking their prospects and trading them for big league talent. Now, whether that big league talent has turned into anything that's had a major impact um, you know, on the big league level, that's, that's a, you know, we can debate that even though the answers are Frankie Montas, Andrew Benintendi, um, and so on and so forth. But, um, the Yankees have done a good job in taking their prospects and flipping them for big league talent. So, yes, while this is kind of runway and an audition for, um, <clears throat> for an opportunity at Yankee Stadium it's also you know a look at whether the Yankees can try to trade them in the offseason
1: talking to Brendan Cuddy from the athletic about the Yankees and um, did you I, you know I'm sure you did but you saw the uh, the Comments from the former Yankees prospect, Ben Ruda, who said the Yankees were too reliant um, on analytics and things changed a few years ago. What's your sense covering the team, being around the team in terms of their player development and that balance between um, analytics, uh, the analytics team making decisions versus, um, you know, when you compare to other, other organizations and talking to scouts?
0: Well, I I don't really know how to answer that one, Laurie, so much. But what I'll tell you is this. Ben Ruda brought up – the the biggest thing he brought up was a drill, right? Or a practice simulation where hitters were tasked with the responsibility of hitting the ball 95 miles an hour or harder against pitching, right? Like That was the bar as opposed to getting hits, as opposed to scoring runs. That was the bar, right? And, you know, we heard a lot about, you know, what a crazy idea that it is. How bizarre is that? That's not baseball. We heard all that kind of reaction on the um, on the uh, foul territory uh, TV network, right? Mm-hmm. But But nobody asked one really simple question mm-hmm. that whole time. Nobody asked, why is that a bad drill? Mm-hmm. You know the the idea of hitting the baseball hard, it's, it didn't it didn't get born with exit velocity, Lori. Um, everyone knows that the harder you hit a baseball, the harder it is to catch that baseball. Now you want to argue whether teams are too reliant on hitting the ball hard, and that causes people to like I don't know hit the ball on the ground hard, which is easier to stop. But then we're kind of getting into the weeds, but. I thought the outrage over mm-hmm. what Ben Rudis said mm-hmm. was way overblown. Yeah. And the Yankees are not the only team doing this. Mm-hmm. Go talk to the Rays. Go talk to the Dodgers. Astros They're in this they're in this where do you think Dylan Lawson came from? Yeah. He came from the Astros organization. Mm-hmm. So so if you wanna like say that that's a bad drill, okay, I guess. Explain to me why. And, you know, the Yankees are not the only team doing these things, and other successful teams are doing these things. I thought the Ben Ruda stuff was completely blown out of proportion. And I think, Laurie, if you want to argue with whether the Yankees have gone overboard with analytics, whatever that means, um, if you want to argue that there needs to be some kind of change in their thinking, then sure, of course. I, I could see that too, especially because they're a team that uh, is finishing in last place in the American League East and nine games out of the wild card. Yeah, let's with, question with, their thinking a, all day. Right? With a
1: big payroll, and I, so I can understand um, people yeah. questioning the resources and how they've for been sure. deployed.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So so you don't want to question that? By all means. I just think that that was really blown out of proportion uh-huh. by a lot.
1: Okay, another thing that as long as um, we're getting your opinions on things that may or may not have been blown out of proportion um, is Aaron, Aaron, Boone may very well be gone after this season as Yankees manager. Um, that I certainly wouldn't surprise me. Um, but for fans and there have been comments he's made after games sometimes, um, most probably notably of when I've been on the air, um, The Other than the 18 strikeouts, I thought we had good at-bats. I was on the air that night, um, and that seemed ridiculous to me, and I had a lot of fun with that one. But um, people criticizing Aaron Boone for some of the comments after games and some of the pressers, and when I thought about today in particular, at least the way it struck me, I actually thought that was an Aaron Boone who understood the situation the Yankees were in, and when asked by some of the... Um, columnists and reporters that were there about the Yankees and their playoff chances. I thought he handled it the right way in going to the, we have to just win a game. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you even talking about? Like, we have to win a game. He seemed um, to reflect the frustration of the moment, at least to me. I was curious how you felt being in the room, literally there, you know, talking to him and, and face-to-face with this, um, how you felt in terms of Aaron Boone, some of the criticism about his comments, and then how you felt about today in his comments.
0: Yeah, um, so Aaron Boone is nothing if not unfailingly optimistic. And today, before the game, before today's really tough loss, which follows their 800 other really tough losses, he said that he thought it was important that he's authentic before he's anything else. Mm-hmm. So you can be you can be Bobby Knight and, and throw a chair at a mascot, or you can be um, Bobby Cox and I don't know, do something crazy. Um, but that's not Aaron Boone. He talks about authenticity and he's telling you despite the the positivity he's put out there and despite the um the groans and the and the eye rolls he's gotten probably from the fan base which he's well aware about, it's who he is, and that's what he's going to continue doing um that being said, post game today, I thought he it took him a second to get there, but he finally got there and he said, look, we have to be." unbelievable <laughs> to go win and make the playoffs like we've got to be unbelievable and he's not wrong uh, for, uh, uh, to make some kind of run at this to, to make the third wild card possible they've got to go crazy uh, so for him to say that today I don't know if it was necessarily cathartic for him or the fan base or anybody But I think he knows the situation he's in and he knows that nobody's buying the good at bats, played hard, dust it off and go get them tomorrow because really you're almost out of tomorrow's.
1: So last one before I let you go. Um, What's the, what's the worst part when you look ahead to 2024, um, What's the worst part of this season and how things have gone, in your opinion, if you were you know, thinking about 2024?
0: It would be that if you look at the second half of 2022 and then add it to 2023, they've been essentially the same team this whole time. And if the Yankees are going to run it back with their overpriced aging core, well, where's the hope in that? It didn't work in the second half last year. It didn't work this season, and the Yankees are tied into John Carlos Stanton, Jalen Mayhew, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Donaldson will be off the books. Aaron Judge is still that dude, but you got to wonder about two, three, and four in that lineup. Like You can't shed that payroll. You can't cut those guys, and who do you trade them to? So you need them to turn it around, and that seems like a tall order considering the last, what, 150, 200 games the Yankees have played?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, sobering stuff for, for Yankee fans. It is possible, um, but they'd have to really want to eat contracts and, and make some serious changes, and that doesn't seem to be where their uh, their heads are at. Uh, Brendan Cuddy from The Athletic, appreciate the time. Thanks for um, stopping by uh, with us, and we'll catch up with you soon.
0: Lori, thank you for having me on.